Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Mrs. Leanne Whippen, and we've got Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. Max Good is the uh, the guy with the white lab coat and the screwdriver and the slide rule. He He mm-hmm. checks out all the products that a lot of the manufacturers sent to him. He writes unbiased reports, and you can find those on amazingribs.com. So I want to talk about maintenance. Every year, um, we hear stories of fires with barbecues and smokers. Uh, houses catch on fire, more so in the wintertime because the dumbasses bring, bring them into the garage or something, and they fire them <laughs> up, and they leave them there, and you know, pretty soon the gas can in the corner explodes and you've got all, all kinds of things going on. But a lot of that can be taken uh, away off the table, as Leanne likes to say, with proper maintenance. I, and I'll just give you an example. I, I'm i not one of those guys that like, okay, every fourth cook, I got to clean this thing. Because to me, it depends on what I'm cooking. I always evaluate the grills and the drip pans and, you know, the grease bucket. I I look at all that. But I think it's a good habit to get into from my perspective to if you're going to be cooking like on a pellet grill all summer long, check that baby out, take the grates out, take the drip pans out, look down. You got to clean out the fire pot, so on and so forth. But I wanted to get... Uh, Leanne's take and Max's take on the maintenance part. Well, maintenance isn't only a matter of safety. It's a matter of extending the longevity of your grill. Um, You know, obviously, if gunk is going to sit on there a long period of time, it's going to end up getting into a corrode type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very easy to get a fire in a grill, a grease fire, even Mm -hmm. if you have a clean grill. So, but maintenance definitely prevents that. And fires, you can even get in a pellet cooker. Yeah. Um, so I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to make sure that your pellets are dry, that the auger is moving properly, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, maintenance. And you want your grill to look good, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's not all about the inside. You should clean the outside, too. I mean, you get stainless that can get pitted down here in Florida if you don't take care of it. So you can have the best stainless. And if you are not, you know, taking, you know, a shine to it now and again, it will definitely affect it. Yeah, down by the the salt water there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, maintenance is important. Uh, you know, there are people that that just seem oblivious to it. Um, and even if you don't get something dramatic like a, a grease fire, it degrades the actual 
food. You know, if you got rancid, nasty gunk in there that's just been sitting there for weeks, months. Over you know, the over the winter time, and you know of, what happens. Yeah. That's the sad part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, it attracts the animals too. You know, it's outdoors. Um, I've had raccoon problems up here, and boy, they're they're tricky little fellows. They can uh, <laughs> they're they smart can, critters. Their their forearms like are like on tripods or something. They can extend them. Um, <laughs> like, like I had a one of them pulled a. a a foil grease pan out of one of my Weber's and was chewing it up out on my deck and got grease and stuff all over my deck. And I go, how the hell did he get that thing out of there? I had a cover on it and I'm trying, I'm going, well, he didn't open the doors. You know, it was just a little um, small, small opening on the side and the little bugger stuck his, his long telescoping arms in there and <laughs> the thing out. <laughs> Uh, but, but you know, there's some, uh, quite a few things that can happen if you just, uh, just ignore the, the, yeah, Leanne talked about corrosion. That's true. Um, if, if you, uh, an obvious example of that type of thing, it often I think will happen with, um, charcoal or wood burners, the ash, if you don't clean the ash out and it just sits at the bottom of uh, the device. Uh, it can absorb moisture, and then it's it's like this wet sand, Dunk, yeah. yeah, right yeah. on on the metal, and it is going to degrade the metal, even if you have thick metal. And many of these devices aren't really thick metal, so once it pops through, it's that's not good. Uh, the gassers, I know, Jeff. The other day, you mentioned you wanted to talk about maintenance and. Um, you brought up the Venturi, uh, how that needs to be cleaned out occasionally. That I think that stuff kind of depends. Uh, I would I would recommend people just just keep you know try to keep it clean. You don't have to do somersaults unless you're having problems. But uh, you want to clean the grates. You know, some people I know people that never clean their grates. Um, I know people that hang their tongs on their grill and never even clean their tongs <laughs> like guys well i think the key the easy thing is is that once you take the food off while the stuff isn't caked on there just do a quick brush you know rather yeah, yeah. than you know next time you start oh, yeah. up your grill and you have a big mess going on also to prevent you know all that rancid stuff for safety mm -hmm. I always do this i always kick up it as high as it'll go you know on a gas yeah. grill or whatever just to, as a safety precaution to get rid of, you know, if leaves got in there or whatever, uh, it just a nice burn off is good I with a little agree. oil to prevent sticking and you're good. What tools should people have? And I know you've both heard me say this before. <clears throat> I have a dedicated shop vac for my barbecues. It's not much money. It's buy a brand new one. Then one of the smaller versions for about 30 bucks. But that way, I can vacuum ash. I can actually vacuum. I take a little putty knife sometimes if there's grease in the bottom mm. and I scrape it into a pile and then I vacuum it out with my shop vac. It just works for me. Um, it's a great tool. Yeah. Right. What what other tools should people look at, especially first time listeners who are, again, like we said at the top of the regular show, looking to buy 
something for their home, maybe a Father's Day gift, what have you. What kind of things should they have in their in their tool bucket to to work on these? It doesn't take a lot. Right. I mean, what you suggested is important and the grill brush, you know, uh, or scraping off the grates. I I would also, uh, I like to occasionally bring the grates in. I have a utility sink in my basement and I uh, hit it with simple green and clean off both sides. And I'm not real meticulous. You know, I'm not like shining them up or anything. I just uh, like to do that occasionally, especially when you got when you know you got a lot of gunk on there, yeah, you could burn it off probably, but I, I feel like I don't know. It's just I'm not all that meticulous of a guy. I don't either, even but... like meticulous because I like a little seasoning on there. I find that if I do it meticulous and get everything off, if I'm looking for grill marks, you're not going to get it on freshly clean. Right. Right. It's just right. not going to happen unless right. it's like a cast iron or whatever. But well, it'll rip the, and if you don't do it properly, as we all know, it'll. It can rip some of the the meat oh. off the steak, if you will. You know when they are so shiny. Really? Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I like it. Like I said, I don't shine them up like that. I just kind of, you know, I just zap them and rinse them off, and um, then they're back on the grill. But I don't know. I just feel like it's that's something I like to do. But yeah, maybe you don't need to do that. Burning it up is good. I, I want to mention we talked about features on some of the new grills out there. Uh, there are thermostatically controlled gas grills coming onto the market. And of course, uh, there's Weber smart grills that aren't thermostatically controlled yet, but they have a lot of technology. But Weber's doesn't have this next feature, I was going to say, but a couple of them. Uh, do some of the new ones. It's a self-clean button. Just Hello. Like Been talking about it for years. Self-cleaning. Have I love I? it. Yes. I love it. You just, it's just like your indoor kitchen. You press, you're all done. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm... Oh, my I'm gosh. Somebody be, actually did it. Ugh. I crank, I crank, I get done, and sometimes I go, oh, I'll just burn this stuff off, bring, bring the food inside, pour a glass of wine, an hour goes by, my yep. girl's still on, you know. And uh, the, this is this is for gas grills, by the way, too. I haven't seen it on anything other than a couple of the new Okay, so I'm still gassers. waiting then. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I just see no reason why it can't be on um, other devices that have technology as well. Uh, but that's pretty cool. Um, it is. But, I mean, as, as far as... Getting into some more trouble, I, a lot of times uh, with charcoal grills, there's not that much that can go wrong. It's it, All you really need to do is scrape them down a little bit. I mean, you get creosote, that black scale that builds up on the hood and inside. You're right. I just take, uh, I just wad up a gob of uh, aluminum foil and scrape it off then either blow it out with a leaf blower or uh, vacuum it up, depending on what I'm in the mood for, I guess. But then once you even jump up to a gas grill, now you have more moving parts. You have some electrical parts. You have, uh, you know, valves. You have the burner tubes and all. More things could go wrong. Um, Get replacement parts periodically. You know, some companies, Weber's a good example. If you call them up and say, Hey, my burners won't turn on, or they're very weak. They might just say, "We'll send you new ones." Um, you know, but but whether they do or don't, uh, you, 
you know, you want them working properly. Well, sometimes, they're not that hard to change out either. I mean, you it, it depends on the model. You know, some models are designed to change, you know, change between a tube type burner and an infrared burner. Uh, right. These are usually the higher end stuff, but they just have like cotter pins in there holding them on. <clears throat> but whatever it takes, you, you want to make sure everything's operating properly. I've seen gas grills that are just abused. And uh, guys will say, hey, Max, you know something about grills. This thing it doesn't even get hot anymore. And I look at <laughs> turn the thing on, and there's only like two uh two, two holes in the flames. The there's a little just tiny little flame. I say, You're you're dang right, this doesn't get hot. And I just scrape them down and you know, diddle around with them a little bit and at least get it working halfway decent. So you don't want to just be negligent like that. And I, now you get into the pellet smokers as well. They have uh, a lot of moving parts, the auger. Thank, thankfully, I've never had uh, uh, moisture get into my hopper because once once those wood pellets uh, get wet, they I understand they'll they just expand. turn into cement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if it, it gets gunked up in your in your auger tube that feeds them to the fire pot, uh, you're talking about taking the whole dang thing apart, you know, and clearing it out. So I haven't had to do that, but. Uh, just a little bit of maintenance, you know, an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure type idea. Um, you know, but, just you know, I will add to that the grill brush thing. Uh, don't use wire bristle grill brushes mm -hmm. because they break off and they get in your food and there's a lot of alternatives. Well, I see like those straw things or whatever they are, but um, I don't use the metal brushes anymore because of that. Yeah, I I'll tell you what I do is I cheat like normal. I uh when they after several cooks and that and and I will scrape them off in between cooks and like Leanne was saying and Max I leave the I leave it burning for a while and I'm talking about a gas grill now. But I'll just grab those grates and I do it on my pellet ones too and I just take them out. I've got a little place here that i can just lean them up against the wall and i've got a little pressure washer yeah, and i right. and i just blow it off both sides let it dry um okay which leads to another question somebody will probably write us about this is that there are grill cleaning products max you said you use simple green yeah. um there's some other products that are grill cleaners i like the zep purple do you yeah I haven't used it in a while, but um, it's it's a degreaser and it's um, concentrated. So you dilute it, but I don't dilute it as much <laughs> as they say. And that was my go to for the longest time. I might try that because I like the simple green because it works so well. But boy, oh, boy, I spray that stuff and I run because the well, the Zep is like that. that. It's very caustic, uh, you might say. Yeah. Well, I, I just sometimes I just. Uh, I don't even remember which product it is. Um, I've got several out there, but I'll just spray it and let it sit for a minute or two and then take that pressure washer to it. Uh, gets the chunks and the gunk off there. And like you said, it's not shiny new. When I put it back on there, you can tell it's a very well used grate, but it's clean. Um, and I don't have the possibilities of little renegade pieces flying off from the wire brushes 
I was at the Bull and Boar barbecue shop in Daytona and they had grill wipes, you know, like baby wipes, but they were grill wipes. (laughs) And and you just wipe off your grill, you know, when you're done. I think that was a great little invention, but you probably go through a ton of them. (laughs) You do. I I have I have some and uh, they're very handy. Um, you might want to not do it right after you finish your cook when you <laughs> when, <laughs> when your grill's still 500 <laughs> degrees. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. But just I think the answer is using common sense, uh, keeping it clean uh, to a degree. It's it's going to generate grease. It's going to generate ash. It's going to generate. Uh, you know, depending on the grill, but I think just kind of, you know, you don't leave your one frying pan on the stove inside and just cook meal after meal after meal in it and never clean it. Well, yes, if you I do, no, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just think simple, simple maintenance like that is, mm. is handy. Um, and I, w- I want to tell you something, Leanne. Yes. Uh, we were doing a Christmas show. First year you were with me. And I made the, I've never told you this, I don't think. And we were talking about, you know, stocking stuffers, if you will. I know mm-hmm. this is the middle of summer right now. But I said, go to Walmart and buy a $5 stack of bar towels. And you, and you and Leanne, are you and Meathead kind of looked at me and went, yeah, that's okay. But I knew you weren't mm-hmm. impressed. I got two emails of people saying that was a great idea. So I'm vindicated. There you go. <laughs> I hope they have a super great washing machine and they wash them separate. <laughs> uh, my, I throw them away after they. Oh, yeah, you would have to. Once yeah. they uh, they make it from the kitchen out to the barbecue area. And after a couple of trips around a grill, garbage. That's yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all you can do. Um, I, I actually want to interject with one more tip. Sure. With these with pellet smokers or the 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 and any device that has technology that has probes of some nature, like thermostat or something inside, or or um like a hot surface ignition on some of the higher end gas grills, or or you'll oftentimes see them on gas grills. On the rotis on the infrared rotisserie burners on the back, uh, the igniters are another type of hot, just like a, a hot a, a metal a metal probe of some nature. Um, those will get gunked up if they're an igniter and you don't clean them off occasionally. They could malfunction, but all you have to do is take a little bit of very very fine um, sandpaper and scrape them off and also with the thermostats inside your pellet grill occasionally clean those off as well uh you don't want to get them wet necessarily but you don't need to get them wet just mm-hmm. yeah, you know just keep because stuff will build up on them and it'll yeah the, well the, the igniters are basically the same principle as a spark plug i think and you know if you get gunked up spark plugs uh, and you're not in a position, and I'm not a car guy, but if you're not in a position to run down to AutoZone or something and buy new spark plugs and put them in there, you just take that little bit of fine uh, emery paper kind of thing, clean off the, the mm-hmm. surface, and right, uh, right. I, it works pretty good there. 
And I, you know what? We're overlooking the obvious. Get a grill cover. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get a flat top cover. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm big on grill covers. Some yeah. some people don't like them, but uh I'm big on them. I am. I am big on them because we have a lot of moisture here. We do too. Yeah. And you're, you well, you're right there by the Gulf of Mexico and, or uh, not the Gulf of Mexico. Well, whatever the hell you, wherever you live down there. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're, you're right there off Tampa Bay. How's that? That's, that'll work. That'll work. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, like that. But I think, um, I think grill covers are great. Uh I tend to the one the grills I'm not using in the winter time. There's only a couple I do use in the winter time uh, up here, but the other ones I clean up, put the grill cover on it, mm-hmm. and and park them for the winter, and it sure. works out really well. No raccoons, Max. No raccoon. We got raccoons around here, but they don't come up to the house. I will say I get geckos and frogs in mine. Do you? <laughs> I just took a picture of a frog. Yeah. Uh-huh. They like to kind of hang out. <laughs> well, they know you're a good cook. So, you know, you're you're a Hall of Famer. They're just waiting for their treats. They're my built-in cleaners. I don't have to clean my grills. They clean oh, there you go. <laughs> Geckos and frogs. Gecko yeah. certified. Right yeah. there. You can uh-huh. just put that on. We have, there. we have very <laughs> fat geckos down here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about pellets for one more thing. We talked about the auger. Um. I am surprised, and maybe this is something you pass on to the people at Pit Boss, Leanne. I am surprised that somebody has not come up with an adapter that you could put on a hose uh, from a shop vac, because you can reverse the intake to output on a shop vac, right? Mm -hmm. So you could put that on it, and it would fit either down in the firebox, blowing it backwards, or up above, out of the hopper, and blowing it down. But if you got... You had a little jam up in there, which does happen, especially if you don't kind of empty it out before the winter comes and stuff. And those, like we talked about, you know, ad infinitum here, those pellets can swell up if they get damp, Mm -hmm. whatever. I would think that little invention like that, that they could just, you could just get it, maneuver it down in there, turn it on, blow that stuff out, and you would have a nice dry, clean auger for the winter. I think that if pellets swell in your auger, that's not going to do the trick because they really swell. I mean, they get almost, God, I've seen it happen like three, four times. So I don't know if that would have enough power. I mean, it's a great idea. I just don't know if it would be enough power. Well, the object is to do it before they swell up. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, there's no guarantee. There you go. Like that. Right. Max, anything else you got some tips for people? Oh, uh, before we wrap up here, well, go to amazingribs.com for everything you need to know. <laughs> there you go, about seriously. Cooking. How did I guess that he was going to say that? And <clears throat> um, if you really uh, want to uh, get into this a little deeper, let's say, or if you just have a, a burning love for barbecue and grilling, you ought to take a look at our Pitmaster Club. Uh, yeah. That's a fun, fun uh, club to be a part of. We have about 16,000 members. There's a lot of benefits to joining, too, and it's it's inexpensive. Um, so a lot you of can, good stuff at AmazingRibs.com. You can even hear special versions of <clears throat> this show, Barbecue Nation, there. Uh-huh. On, See? On. 
Yeah. Case in point. Yeah. We we do we do things for Mr. Meathead and uh the crew back there. Anyway, Max Good from AmazingRims.com. Don't forget about Max's Black Swan uh sauces. You can look those up online. I know I they're still on Amazon. Uh yes. Okay. And you can get them. They're very good sauces. Max has been kind enough to send me a few cases over the years mm-hmm. and uh they're they're quite good i really like the cognac one that's kind of thank you. thank you that's that's kind of an interesting very interesting and pleasant f- flavor with that anyway um you can uh like max said you can find out more on amazingribs.com and whatever we didn't talk about today meathead will be here next week i know we'll talk about it because sure. those are always very fun fact-filled shows among other things and we're going to talk about koji with that anyway max thank you for being with us this week thank you it's always always enjoy being invited onto your show thank you guys you're welcome so for miss leanne uh actually miss leanne take us out Uh, what do we say we say turn it don't burn it right yeah that's what we say And we'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on The Nation. Take care. Have a good week, everybody.